The following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. Welcome to Answers for Elders Radio, everyone. I am here with a wonderful Nicole Smith, and I have to say she's with Care Partners Living, our sponsor today for today's show. And Nicole, welcome to the program. Thank you. You look so beautifully bright summery in this hot heat that we've been experiencing here this summer. Um, and it's it's all good because we're here going to talk about a really hard topic. And sadly... Um, it's one that we really need to talk about, Absolutely. and that is financial abuse. Um, when I was writing my book, Nicole, I have to say I did a lot of research on this because I, I felt like it was an important topic to address. And I do a whole chapter in my book on abuse. And one of the things that shocked me, I guess really shocked me, that the majority of financial abuse comes from family members. It does. And that's the part that just stunned me. You know, you you think it might happen from somebody that's a salesperson that comes up and tries to, you know, swindle money from mom or dad or an encyclopedia salesman that calls up on the phone and they give their money out. And certainly those things happen, don't they, Nicole? They do. But tell me a little bit about, you know, the reality of financial abuse. So I've been working with seniors and their families for 22 years, and my mm-hmm. own father also has dementia. So I'm very immersed oh. in this world. I advise families every day across the spectrum of care. And we often have so many red flags that families are squirreling away money. Um, When a person loses their safety awareness, Mm -hmm. um, of course, they trust their family more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And family members actually may be making decisions that they think are in the best interest of their loved one. um, But later down the line, it may make it so that they can't get on a state Medicaid program because they've gifted money. There's a five-year look back, things like that. We do also see um, not just family members, though, like you said, the folks calling on the phone. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I wanted to mention today is that our seniors that have a little touch of dementia, they, of course, we want them to thrive in the least restrictive environment possible Mm -hmm. for as long as they can. And I'm working with two families right now where They had zero concerns around their loved one's finances. They were concerned about their physical health. They were concerned that they were maybe not having the most nutritious meals. Um, And in one case, the niece, who was the power of attorney, was visiting her aunt more often because she did have a catastrophic fall and broke her nose. And so she was, you know, shoring things up. She found that her niece was going to the bank four to five times a week with a taxi driver, the same taxi driver, and that there was hundreds of dollars missing. And this um, aunt had befriended this taxi driver. And the niece had never thought anything about it, thought, oh, this is a solution. My aunt needs to get around. There's this taxi driver that we can trust. And the red flag was she came to check on her aunt one day, and the meter was running. And she couldn't find her aunt or the taxi driver. Well, they were in her house having fast food together with the meter running. Oh, my goodness. And so the power of attorney, the niece... um, confronted the taxi driver in a in a fairly gentle way and he got belligerent very quickly and so she actually turned on the camera on her phone and filmed him and then he showed me this and it, it, I could not believe the gall of this man and the fact that he's doing this to one person there's no way he's not doing this to more you know you know and I think our our parents or you know or a senior if we're if you were looking out for a loved one a senior loved one whether it's your parent or an aunt or an uncle one of the things that I know is, is oftentimes they won't stand up for themselves, no. you know, because they feel like they don't, 
you know, they're too vulnerable mm-hmm. to do so. And I had a similar situation happen with a with a caregiver that my mother wanted to hire off of Craigslist. And this is before I knew any better. And my mother was way too trusting, and she had given her her debit card mm-hmm. <laughs> and knew the PIN number, knew everything. And she was out there. She We found out later that she charged over $8,000 wow. on my mother's account, out, out of her account. Yeah. And she got arrested. Good. And um, had to pay my mother restitution from the things that we could that we could document. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was making purchases like at Nordstrom and things like that. But there was no way we could prove that it was her making the purchase or if it was for my mother. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was, I mean, basically, mom lost like $4,000 through this experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, I... I wonder how many seniors are that trusting as what my mom was. What do you find, Nicole? Well, another client that um, I'm working with was recently appointed a guardian Mm -hmm. um, because the daughter lives far away and and can't really step in and help. And she is so trusting that um, the guardian knew she wanted to place her in memory care with us. Mm -hmm. Said, go ahead and go to the house. And I said, well, how am I going to get in? And she said, oh, you won't have to worry about that. She'll let you right in. And sure enough, knock on the door. Don't even have my name tag on. And very, very lovely 92-year-old just waves me on in. Wow. And on my second visit there, she had no recollection of my first visit. I could tell she had not eaten. And so I offered to go get her a cheeseburger. I'd heard she likes the cheeseburger. And she uh, gave me $80 cash. Wow. Just like that. In her home, in West Seattle, with no witnesses. And thank goodness, you know, I went and got her cheeseburger. She would not take the change. So I hid it between two books on the bookshelf as I was leaving and sent a text to her guardian seeing where the money was. But the guardian has found that her gardener is exploiting her. Her neighbors are exploiting her. Basically, every kid in the neighborhood knows that they can make 75 bucks by going to buy her a cheeseburger. It's very sad. And this is partly her coping mechanism for how she's staying in her own Mm -hmm. home because that is her desire. Mm -hmm. Um, But on the other hand, it's very scary. I I entered her home and all I said is, you have such a lovely home. And she said, well, take a look around as she's sitting down. If I didn't make the bed, don't look at that room, but make sure you check out the backyard. Total access to her home. She doesn't know me at all. So we are talking to Nicole Smith, and she's from Care Partners Senior Living. And um, Nicole, what what part, I know Care Partners, tell me a little bit about your organization. Care Partners Senior Living has a collection of assisted living and memory care communities Mm -hmm. here in Washington State, up and down the I-5 corridor, pretty much Marysville to Lacey. And we have the largest spend down to Medicaid in Washington State. Mm-hmm. And that's incredibly helpful for our families. Very much so. It's also a floating license, which means that we can apply that license within any of our buildings. That's wonderful. It is. So that that's personally why I came to work for the company. I have a family member myself with dementia. Know that at some time he's going to need that piece financially to continue his care because he's very young at 70. And um, I, I love their mission. I feel that we are very true to it. I've had a lot of families come to me with all different scenarios, and, and every time I've come back to my company, they've said, yes, absolutely, make that work. Figure and, you know, that's the thing that I think is so vital about knowing about care partners is that, you know, you walk into your communities, they're beautiful. Thank you. And they are vibrant, and they're wonderful, and the food's great. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when people think, oh, you're Medicaid, right away you have this image in your head of, that it's not very nice. And right. that is not the case. It's not. That is absolutely not the case. And if you have a senior loved one 
that maybe you know maybe not very much i mean i the ideal world we always say make sure that you have like one year's worth of you know or two years worth mm -hmm. of that you can spend you know maybe in the cell of your home or something like that but um the the idea is is that you know having the ability to know that you can stay there no matter what and no matter what happens that you're not going to be put out on the street when you run out of money absolutely is a huge sense of peace of mind and the care is really great i think the caregivers themselves believe in the mission um yes. the cottages of edgewood is kind of my home base because it's closest to home for me oh, and with the sunshine wonderful. that's a memory care community uh -huh. the care staff has been putting the supremes on every afternoon and there's a whole dance party I going on out there that. And it's it is fun. They have a great quality of life. Well, and the, the specialization of your organization is so important. Um, you know, your, your uh, senior living communities, you have people that are living there independently. You have you have seniors that live that need assistance. And like you said, if, if anybody needs, you know, develops dementia or Alzheimer's, which, you know, the statistics are, I know, Nicole, one out of every three seniors mm -hmm. today die of related causes. And that's crazy. It is. And memory care can be <clears throat> incredibly expensive, mm -hmm. upwards of $8,000 a month or more. And with our model of care in the cottages, we can we can bring that price point down mm -hmm. significantly while right. also still providing wonderful care. Right. So we talked about, let's go back to our topic sure. today because we just have a, a minimal period of time. But we've talked about financial abuse. You know, what, what happens if you notice financial abuse? Who do, who do you call? Well, you call me, and I'll help. But uh, APS, the Adult Protective Services, mm -hmm. Washington State takes financial abuse of our elders very seriously. In Washington State, it is a felony to financially abuse an uh, elderly or a person mm -hmm. who is disabled in any way. Um, you can call 911. It is mm -hmm. a crime. And call the police, um, removing the client from the situation, though, so that you stop the pattern is what's most important. Mm -hmm. And just keeping an eye on their on their finances. I, I families do great checking, you know, for weight and swelling of the ankles and yes. is mom getting socialized and all those things. But you really need to be looking in that checking account and questioning any transactions mm -hmm. that don't make sense or lots of cash withdrawals. Well, and I also say is the more transparent that whoever is doing the managing of the finances uh, can be the better it is for a family. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I always encourage that there should be a separate caregiver account that is handled. You know, that is a separate checking account that is done. So if you have a family member or something that needs to go to the grocery store, they don't have access to the whole. You know, funds. There's just a little bit of money in there. Right. That helps to protect your your loved one. And I think the other thing that is really I think important is if you're a power of attorney. And, you know, you have, I I think that's a good thing to have access for your family members to be able to look at the bank account. And online. It's and so easy. It's so easy. And to be able to have that password so that everybody's on the same page mm -hmm. and that you know. But, you know, the last thing I always say is document, document, mm -hmm. document. If you have to spend money for your parent, make sure you hang on to every single receipt, especially you don't know what's down the road. And I will, and one of the things... Nicole, you said, and it's really true, Medicaid will do a five-year look back on that financial finances. And if you wrote a check as the power of attorney, if you wrote a check for $500 someplace and you don't have documentation, that could come back to you that you have to pay that money back. Yeah, or commingling accounts between yes. kids and parents. Yes, or if your parent wrote you a check 
to reimburse you for something, you better hang on to that receipt of what it was for because those things are absolutely important in, in that whole process. Yeah. So, Nicole, how do we reach you? So, by phone is easiest. My phone number is 206 909 5191. Mm-hmm. And then also email Nicole at carepartnersseniorliving.com. I am one of those Nicoles with an H. So, N I C H O L E. Yes, at carepartnersliving.com. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.